Hey, what's going on, Red Scene Zags? It's your boy Rod. We are back with Pod 55, dedicated to Chris Hamburger, uh, one of the old NFL greats, Redskins greats. So after a quick break uh, from Phil, we'll be back to the pod. So Chris Hamburger, he was honestly one of the greatest linebackers in the history of the Redskins franchise. Um, he is a Hall of Famer, of course. He's in the Ring of Fame as well. Um, he was a stalwart outside linebacker for many, many years and was a member of the 1972 NFC Championship team that took on the undefeated Dolphins in Super Bowl VII. Uh, and I also knew him as the uh, part owner or manager of a wonderful little Lustine dealership on Route 1 in Hyattsville as well. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Chris Homburger, I mean, there's not a lot that can be said about him that hasn't already been said throughout the history of the franchise. Looking back, obviously, he was a member of the 70 greatest and 80 greatest uh, Redskins teams that were put together. And, uh, yeah, just one of those many, many Washington Redskins who has a bust in Canton right now. All right, y'all, welcome back. So with Pod 55, we have Andy Burroughs from the DC Tweet team finally joining us. And Andy, man, literally just want to give you a quick little round of applause because we're really happy that you're here with us. <laughs> long, long overdue. So we, we typically record our pod really late in the evenings. And unfortunately for us, I thought it would be really rude to say, hey, Andy, we really want you on the pod, but can you stay up to 2 a.m. to talk to us? So finally, it's a Saturday afternoon in the States, 7 p.m. in the UK. Correct. Andy agreed to join us. So Andy, um, definitely happy to have you on, man. How you been? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure to be chopping it up with the addicts. You, you know, Rod, I've been a fan of your group since day one. Since you started this back in the day, we're doing them Facebook live videos with everyone arguing after a game about RG3. Um, so it's always good to come and uh, chat to um, chat to you guys. And uh, yeah, you got you guys are killing it. I, I appreciate it, man. And it's it's been really interesting to watch your rise throughout the podcasting scene. And we really have to ask you, what's, what's it like in the UK for the Washington football team? Now, you just told a story where you walk into a pub or you walk into a store recently and someone's like, Hey, yeah, that was crazy. Team. And I thought it was nuts. You like you, you give the drop and the guy's blown away. So yeah. How, how, how large is the following? Not only for the NFL, but for the Washington football team in the UK. Washington football team is NFL in general is big, but the Washington football team is huge over here. Rod is like, I think um, when I mentioned to you in the past, when we played over here at Wembley stadium, I've been to all the, most of the games at Wembley. I think I might have missed one or two. But when the Washington football team, the Redskins then, were over playing the Bengals, it was like being at a home game. You know, there was I think there was 83,000 fans in that crowd. And the majority of them had Redskins jerseys on. That is probably one of the best days of my life. We got to the stadium at like nine in the morning. The game didn't start till I think it was five, six at night. And it was just Redskins fans everywhere you know at these games you get various jerseys i go to all the games I, I wear my redskins attire this day against the bengals just to see how big this game was there was redskins fans literally everywhere that, um throughout wembley stadium and it was like being at um like being at fedex field it was like a home game for the redskins so now i'm doing the uh the podcast i get to talk about it and it, it's getting bigger i'd probably say Washington are one of the biggest supported teams in the UK. You went through that bit of the 80s and 90s with the Dolphins, the 49ers, the Cowboys, because that was cool and, you know, but 
I've met so, so many Washington fans and we're planning a big event in August for the UK Washington fans to meet up in a pub in London and we're going to take over that place and just prove how big the Washington football team are over here. Man, that sounds like a hell of a party. And I really hope that Earth has opened up for business. Because <laughs> if, if I can, I'm flying out there. Without yeah, you're more than welcome. We're open the, they're opening the country on June 20th. So that's why we're planning... August, we're going to plan an event around. But they might, we're going to try and arrange it maybe around a preseason game or there might be some NFL on the TV. Oh, man, if you boys could get over, my me and you partying in London, it's, yeah, that could be a whole separate I, podcast. I definitely <laughs> want to take you up on that challenge because Andy said he could drink, and I, I believe him. So uh, I definitely would love for that to happen. Um, so I guess the next question we'll kind of really dive into, and we'll talk a little bit of football around the league. You've seen – Russell Wilson and you saw you saw Deshaun Watson kind of demand trades, suggesting trades. No one's mentioned in DC. You know, and, and the question for everyone on the pod is why not? Or do you do you believe we're a premier premier destination for free agents yet? And I'll Indy, I'll kick it to you first as, as a guest of the pod. So wh- what do you feel about that? No one's mentioned in DC as a premier destination that they want to get traded mm. to. I, I still think we're going to be that nearly team. I mean, I've got into many an argument on my podcast this week and on social media about Cam Newton coming. I think we're going to be that stopgap team for another one to two seasons, if possibly. We need to improve our, our, our O-line and, our, our, you know, you're only going to get an elite quarterback if he knows he has elite weapons to throw to. You're not going to get a Deshaun Watson's going to look at him. He's going to he's going to leave. You know, he's gone out on a limb with what he's done in Texas. He's going to want his next move is going to want to be that big big move to that 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 branded team kind of thing i think we're getting there we are getting there and i think we will with ron rivera and everyone in place i still think we're at that i think we're in that in that transition phase i think we're still stopgap quarterback for one to two seasons maybe that's why i didn't i wasn't really that minded about if cam newton come in i think he i think he's still got some life left in him uh, I think Ron Rivera can get a tune out of him. We're kind of stuck in that catch-22 situation where we've got a really good defence, but I think on the offensive side of the ball, to get that elite guy, unless we're going to give up untold like we did with RG3, if we're going to give up the house, but I don't think Ron Rivera and Jason Wright and all the, the new Home GMs, realizations new by Realtor. In, the new GMs, right, Steve? <laughs> I think with all the new GMs that have come in and everything, I don't think they want to go down that RG3 again with giving up everything. So... I think next season, it's going to be a difficult season anyway. I, I still, yeah, I still think we're going to be a, a, a wily old veteran or who knows what could drop to us in the draft. Um, we said on our podcast uh, yesterday, Washington could be doing a smokescreen here. They could be lining to trade up and get a quarterback and just completely blow us all out of the water. Ron Rivera might be going, Do you know what, we'll, we'll trade up to you. In this draft, you could only have to trade up as far as 15. So who knows what's going to happen? But yeah, I think in answering your question, I think we're maybe a season to two seasons away from maybe getting that elite guy. But I've, we've been saying that since Joe Theismann. So, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Now, with you talking about Cam Newton, I'm going to probably kick to Dev next for this. So he's been saying that Cam is going to come to D.C. for about the past 12 months. And obviously he went to New England, but we expected perhaps maybe a midseason trade or something for Cam when we were about two and seven, two and eight this mm-hmm. year. So, so Dev, how, how you feeling, man? Like, do you think that we're going to get a premier free agent eventually? Or do you kind of agree with what Andy's saying two or three years? Um, I think, I think Andy's right. I, I would go, I would do exactly that. I would go after Cam 
Um, I think that's the smartest thing to do because it frees up money to get a another receiver in here, a middle linebacker if we need another lineman to, or to pay sh uh, sheriff um, or whatever else we need on offense. I think that signing someone like Cam and then maybe drafting somebody it doesn't have to be in the first round or we can package that second round pick with the first to move up and get somebody we want to groom behind them for a year or two. I think that's the ideal thing. And, and to add to Andy, he said that the reason he thinks, you know, maybe Watson and guys like that don't mention Washington is the place to go. Maybe, maybe he's right. It is the, the talent that's there, but it doesn't make sense because I think I hear Watson wants to go to the Jets. Who the fuck's <laughs> on the Jets, man? Yeah, you know, like, like who who's mm -hmm. on Miami? Really? Who's a, shout out to Devontae, You know, from Louisville, but who's on Miami? You know, you could say the same thing about uh, whenever uh, uh, Stafford wanted. You know, he listed the Rams as one of his destinations he wanted to go. Well, who's on the Rams that wasn't on the Lions? An entire massive stout defense for one. Yeah, yeah, that that. But I'm talking <laughs> a about winning as far team as, for as two. Far as, who, as, as far as who he's going to throw the ball to, though. Yeah, Robert I, Woods, I, Cooper Cup. You, yeah. you, are Pick those me. guys better? Are those better guys better than the tight end they just drafted and the the other receiver they that's going to be a free agent? A better coach team. Equal, a better coach team, but I think Stafford will have. Well, Lions have a new coach now, right? He'll have equal talent offensively, I think, with the Rams, but he'll have a much better defense than he's ever had his entire career. Yeah, I mean it's a better team. I kind of get it, but he would, he would I mean the up. Jets and the Miami. Yeah, I, well, Miami is Miami. It's it's dope down there. There's pretty girls, amazing weather. In no state tax. And it's pretty yeah. girls in every. <laughs> it's pretty girls in every state when you're rich. I fly, I'll fly in. I'll fly in. Tiger Woods, perfect example. I mean, yeah, you got to look at the environment too, like. It is Miami. It is state. It is tax free. The New York media market, New York and L.A. Nothing beats New York and L.A. Seriously, it's the it's the limelight. You have to look at that. And it's a quarterback. They want to be in the limelight. You got to take in consideration this where you are going. Man, if everybody felt that way, Jets wouldn't be trash. Miami wouldn't be trash. They wouldn't have that that devoid of talent. So obviously, no one else feels that way. But people who aren't football players it could be they're wrong. On they're on the same level of us as well. If you look at Jets, Dolphins, yep. Giants, they're no better than Washington. You know, right? That's that's what I'm trying to say. So, so why wouldn't they choose Washington? The Jets. I understand if you say, oh, "I want to go to Tampa Bay." They got those three crazy receivers and four deep at tight end. You know, I get that. You know what I'm saying? Or I get if you want to go to Kansas City. You know, to join what they got. I get that, mm -hmm. but. The Jets? This will be our best chance to get like someone with Ron Beyonce. It's like Jay-Z leaving Beyonce for, you know, uh, one of the girls on The View. Yeah, yeah but if, <laughs> yeah. if you went to New York, they wouldn't need that first pick, and bam, you could trade that for probably four first-round picks, and then you have just rebuilt your team like the Cleveland Browns. That's the, I mean, you got, you got to think bigger than just the state where it is. I mean, there's, there's bigger implications if you went to New York. Mm. You know? Man, I think he go to New York, he's gonna be in the same situation he was in Texas. Like, please get me the fuck out of here. But he makes people a good quarterback makes people better. And New York hasn't, New York hasn't had that. Didn't make the Texans better. No, I mean, better for one, two years. One side of the ball, the defense is bad. Yeah, their defense is historic. Yeah, defense is terrible. Yeah, but they were really bad. Good dude. luck, man. He'll be looking for a new he'll be looking for a new job in two and years. And let's be years. honest, Bill O'Brien ran that team into the ground. Why would you trade away DeAndre Hopkins? Come on. They just they just cut Duke Johnson. There you go. Yeah. Very, very bad. So moving on, we'll, we'll talk about Alex Smith's recent comments to GQ magazine. <laughs> um, 
for us, it was kind of expected. Whereas I don't know why he decided to air the dirty laundry about, hey, no one really wanted me. Well, it was COVID kicked. There was no organized team activities. There's no mini camp. There's no real training camp until training camp occurred. No one knew his capability. No one knew his leg strength. It came out that everyone was really scared. But I think what really pissed me off towards Alex was yesterday's um, film revelation where he's like Alex Smith undercover. He's online. He's like, yeah. comments, Twitter and everything. And dude, he was he was on YouTube and it really like pissed me off as a fan who loved the Redskins and who cheered very loudly for the Washington football team this year. When someone was like, oh, it sounds weird, you know, cheering for the Washington football team, you kind of sound like you're drunk. And Alex Smith replied, it's better to sound like a drunk than a racist. So I, mm. I how do you guys feel about that? Like he's still under contract. He's still our quarterback. Um, what's what's up with that? Like, does he do you think a breakup's coming? Is he is he kind of preempting the breakup? And if so, do you think he has any trade value instead of just cutting him? And I'll I'll start with you, Steve. Do you think Alex Smith has any trade value within the NFL? I mean, he does. He's a quarterback, but if teams are smart they wouldn't trade for him just like no one's going to trade for Marcus Mariota because the cap hits too bad. I mean, we had to keep him on the roster last year, 32.2 million dead cap hit. You have, you can't cut that. You just cannot cut that. So you have to have him on the roster. And if you read the GQ interview, you know, it's, it, they said that, you know, potentially they didn't want him there. Or, I can't blame the team. I respect the team and I respect Ron Rivera for, for going through this process the way he did. Cause in previous years, who knows how bad it would have been that the clown show we had as, as, as management of this team years ago. So I respect that process. I respect that they didn't want him. We've, we've all been saying we didn't want him as our quarterback and he shouldn't step on the field because of liability. He could have lost his leg. I mean, so, and I think a breakup is coming. We can cut him this year, you know, cap savings, 13.6. We release him after June 1st. You spread that dead cap over two years, 5.4 million each year. That's what they got to do. If he retires, screws us over. I don't know if we can trade him because they know we'll probably cut him. So I don't think anyone should trade for him whatsoever, but he does not need to be on the team next year. Cause if they re-sign Kyle resile, they already resigned Heineke. So we're good regardless of who else they bring in. Yeah. Andy, how, how you feel about Alex Smith? Yeah. I think he knows that the, the end is near. This was just a get, get his name. Not that he needs to get his name out there, but I think it was just a kind of, you know, make a point that he still wants to play for a season. I can't see him playing more than one more season. I think he just wants to do a full season in the NFL, but where's he realistically, he's not going to go anywhere and start. We said, maybe I uh, spoke to the um, a friend of mine, Mike Hall. He said, maybe the Jags, while they integrate the new QB in, uh, maybe he could sit behind Alex for two, three weeks until he's ready to go. But realistically, uh, you think of all the teams in the NFL, where's he going to go? He's going to be a backup somewhere. He's, I think he wants to start. I think that's why he's put this out. I think he knows maybe that his time in Washington is done. But then I'm hearing this morning, um, Kyle Allen isn't nowhere near as ready as they think he's going to be. So we might actually need Alex Smith to come in and depends who we get. If we get a, a, a Cam Newton, who knows who we're going to get, you know, we haven't got a clue what's going on with us at quarterback, but it's Washington. So I wouldn't put it past me if he, he might have to end up staying if Kyle Allen's nowhere near ready. But I think this is him wanting a move. I think this is him putting his name. Hi, I'm still here. I'm not retiring. My leg's okay. Realistically though, where is Alex going to end up? I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think he'll be on the roster, but I've given up trying to guess quarterbacks in Washington, like I said to you guys earlier, I remember the early Redskins addicts with RG3 talk and quarterbacks. 
I've given up trying to suss out quarterbacks in Washington. He, if he's here, he's here. I mean, I, I've given up. It creates so much consternation and infighting and battling. It's, mm-hmm. it, man, I've come to the conclusion. Man. I've come to the conclusion that uh, expect the unexpected. I would, yeah, I would not be surprised. And I think I told you guys this the other day in the chat that I would not be surprised if Alex is quarterback next year. And it would not not make sense. But I wouldn't like it. Like there's pretty much about four or five ways they can go with it, and you can explain it to where it would make sense. Mm. That's what's that's what's weird about watching the situation. They can yeah. explain it away like, "Hey, man, we're just going to groom a guy and let Alex run it, keep Heineke's backup, or let him compete for it." It makes sense. You wouldn't like it if they wouldn't get Cam and explain why they got Cam because of familiarity with the system or with the coaching staff rather, and with their ways of winning and the success he's had with the own with the coach. I could explain it. They could explain it and I understand it. Don't mean I have to agree with it. If they went out and spent two or three draft picks and got Watson or Russ or one of those guys, I get it. You know, I'd understand every which way they do it. So, but I would not be surprised if Alex is the quarterback next year uh, and they draft someone. I wouldn't, or be, surprised I wouldn't be surprised if Haneke is the quarterback. Yeah, I think just it's, it's frustrating for, for us, whereas you hear about the culture change and, you know, things are on the up and up. You know, and the, the teams, you know, we won the, won the division, team changes their hashtag, you know, like moving forward or whatever it may be. Not the hashtag, but just a, the little motto on their official Twitter page. But then you still have remnants of a dirty locker room culture where he's feeling the need to really air us out. Like, it, mm. it seems I don't, it's a very good point. Why do that? That's what I said. I don't, why I don't think why do that? Air out, though. Because it, right. Uh, Ronaldo, as you would call him, he already told us this. He told us all of this already. He said, hey, you know, we were going to put him on IR. He came to us at the last minute and gave us this last ditch spill about how, why he should be on the team. And it was a heartfelt moment. And we decided to put him on a team. We already knew he didn't want him there. We already knew he wasn't going to put him on. I don't think it was done to want him. I think they just made plans. No, none of us, all of us on today in this podcast, none of us thought he would ever play again. I did. Go back and listen to all the podcasts. No way. I clearly listen to the podcast. That part's true. (laughs) That part's true. But I did say it. Maybe I got Nostra, Negro Damas. But definitely, I said it. I said, man, if this dude makes the team, he's going to play. He's going to play, and when he does, he's going to start. Andy, you, because, if, if you understand how often these guys gloat in the admin chat about getting something right, my I, I can see my brain stem from rolling my eyes back. <laughs> I called Cam, too, last year. Everyone the bad thing about Cam, back. <laughs> the thing that pisses me off about the Cam thing is when it was coming up to trade that line and there was an idea that we probably could make the playoffs and New England wasn't going to make the playoffs, I'm like, why didn't Washington just throw some arbitrary pick to get Cam so you would have him the rest of last year, that way you know going into when he's a free agent if he's good enough to play or not. Now, if you if you give Cam the job now, you guarantee he's going to be the starter day one, and you guarantee he's at least going to get the year. You know what I'm saying? If you had a get a midseason last year, you could have weeded it out if he's healthy enough. Because by the time the trade deadline hits at week eight, we didn't know where we were as a team. So yeah. why would you why would you trade an asset for for you could have a losing season? It would pointless you at that time. Traded them a conditional pick because he's gonna leave New England for nothing. You could have gave them a sixth, seventh round pick or money. You know, but, you know damn well the fan base would riot if we traded for Cam Newton for a sixth round pick, and then this year, like we're like, hey, New England's uh all-star Pro Bowl safety. 
six round pick from Washington. People were like, "What? That could have been us." Not, <laughs> not knowing what you know now, though. Not knowing what you know now. I know. Hindsight if, is always if, if, if you had known Alex Smith was not going to be playing the last two weeks of the year and the playoffs, and you had Cam Newton on your team, would you have felt better with Cam or Heineke, not knowing what you saw? I don't yeah, understand that question. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying, I, like, if you didn't know that that Heineke was going to have the game of his life against Washington, I mean, against uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay, and we had Cam Newton sitting there waiting to play, wouldn't you have rather went in with Cam? Not oh, yeah. Knowing, not knowing ahead. Yeah, that's a that's time a, that Heineke was going to show his ass. Yeah, that's a given, I think. But it's such a it's such a Washington and QB situation. You know what I mean? Like, I think someone tweeted out last week. I think maybe I think you might have seen it, Steve. When we do eventually get a franchise quarterback, what the fuck are we going to talk about during the offseason? We're going to be bored. Our podcast is going to be like, well, back well our podcast is going to be like, well, we're really good. Well, we, we, you know, <laughs> we're going to talk yeah. about. We're, we're going to talk about the back of quarterback. And, 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 and thoughts for Andy Burroughs cussing on the pod. I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> you, you can do that here. <laughs> you, can, you can drink beer. You can cuss here. I love this yeah, kind of time stuff. Time out. Let's take a pause. Andy, what, what's, what is in your glass, sir? I have a good old uh, can of English Foster's lager. Okay, is that any I'll different from the from the Fosters yeah. that we get over here? Yeah, I mean your one's a little bit stronger over there, I'd say. But I like drink when I'm over in the states. I drink a lot of um, your Bud Light is like yep. our normal Budweiser. Yeah. Okay. And then really? I have yeah, I have a I'm few of them. Strong baby, let's go! Yeah. <laughs> I got a whole refrigerator for the Bud Light. I hate beer. But like, I stay on them for games. a little bit. But then I taught you Americans how to get on Jaeger bombs, and I destroyed an entire bar when I was over there. Red Bull and Jaegermeister. I had big guys like Rod and Steve, like them sort of size men, literally lying on a floor, dead, passed out. And this skinny little white dude was dancing away in the middle of the dance floor. <laughs> size is size is deceptive when it comes to drinking. So I would yes. respect you to the full. Rod, Rod saw me at FedEx. I'd been drinking all day. Yes. What you yeah. what you got, Rod? What are you sipping on? So I'm I'm sipping on some um some bullet bourbon. Uh, and and I have a Heineken as well. So I'm kind of sort of double fishing it, the, the Taylor Heineken. Uh yeah, that's that's what I'm yeah. doing. I got the Jefferson's Ocean. I went premiere tonight. This is the Voyage 22. It's it's in the barrel. The, the it's a small, small batch, uh wheat flavored. It's been on the what Jefferson's Oceans does it, they put their their bourbon barrels and they travel around the world to get that flavor of the salt of the sea so this one was around the panama canal and then i also have a, a trader ipa this one's out of salt lake city so i'm also double fisting which i usually do and uh yeah that's that's what, awesome. I, I got, what I got the, the fuck did, what, did, okay. what did this turn into is this reading rainbow for alcohol <laughs> no, hey we, we are dis we are distinguished he gave us a whole history dev doesn't drink so this is this is oh, what dev i, I do drink but i don't drink a lot <laughs> Damn, son. <laughs> that, that is that is dev dev isn't drinking he is smoking yeah. out of the pod. for it. you we love it we love it it probably yeah, is and, and and go back to football dev we were two and six at week eight why at two and six i i understand you could make an argument for trading for cam but at that point ron wasn't in the we can win the division. It, it wasn't. That's what he said when we were two and six. No, he not at two and no, six. No, that was later in the season. We ripped off. Yes, we ripped off about four in a row. A little bit after that, but mm. I think it was about two weeks later, around week ten. He was like, "We can win this," and that's when he benched. He Drop benched. Uh, he benched Dwayne after which game? The uh, was it the Giants? Giants game after yeah, we lost. Well, that was the second benching, right? Was that the second one? 
They yes. took him out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, Giants, so, I think. So that's when he made the move and we went forward. So at that point, there would be no point. I understand it. We would we could have gotten Cam for peanuts at that time, but they just didn't mm. know. Everyone's using that argument. Why didn't he bring him in last season? But I made the well, point. You can't bring him in last season. But you couldn't. You couldn't. Ron Rivera wouldn't walk into a new team and piss off um, Dan Schneider straight away by ditching his boy and going, right, your boy's out, my boy's in. He That's my. I heard, J, I heard J, like JP Finley and all of them have been saying it this week. If Ron Rivera wanted Cam Newton, he would have got him. No, you're not going to come into a new job and on day one, piss off the guy that's just brought you in and go. Do you know what? He's out. Cam Newton's in. You know. Yeah, because you would have had to give Cam the job right away. Yeah, but you would have. Yeah. I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking I understand completely why you wouldn't have done it in the off season. Mm. But I'm saying in the in the middle of the season when it was kind of going, you already knew winter was coming. Sort of, so to say, for a Haskins, you know what I'm saying? So, so I was thinking, hey man, let's just get this guy in here. That way, we have the rest of the year to, even if we suck, to evaluate if he's good enough to go in next year because we were going to need a quarterback. And I knew, I knew this offseason they're going to be like, Cam's a free agent, man. You know, I knew that's what this. Now we have to, if Cam signed, he has to have the year. Even if he plays bad, you got. He will start as well. Oh, you can right. say all this. There's going right to be competition. You can say this publicly. There's competition. Heineke, Allen, Cam Newton. Yeah. If Cam Newton signs to the Washington Football Team, there is zero competition. He's right. starting. It's his job unless <laughs> he just has a meltdown yeah. against. Yeah. Him. Here's 100%. the problem. Here's the problem with quarterback competitions, though. How often does and I I challenge everyone with this, and no one have yet to prove me wrong, except for the exception. Quarterback competitions don't produce franchise quarterbacks. They produce. Uh-huh a good year maybe because when have we had a quarterback competition anywhere in the world and it produced a franchise quarterback you can't say Brady that was Tom Bledsoe lost it on the field Sonny and Sam Kirk Robert like you don't competition does not create franchise quarterbacks it means you have two guys that are close and one just edges other out you need this fan base needs a franchise quarterback and then you just need a dude who nobody knows as backup for our own mental health because we've been so jaded about the backup for years yeah you need to you need to be lucky like seattle was when matt flynn was going to be the bona fide starter yeah. they draft russell wilson and holy shit they just stumble onto that wouldn't our that wouldn't work here because we would clown the franchise for 10 years for picking up flynn yeah. it wouldn't be we'd still be talking about it oh no, half flynn look russell's leave that's that's just what happens with us. It's unfortunate, right. but you yeah. know, um, kind of kind of moving on. So this off season, you know, fellas, we saw uh, Carson Wentz go to the Colts, Lions trade for Jared Goff, and the Rams trade for Matt Stafford. So they those three franchises at least resolve their QB situations. Uh, perhaps the Colts and the Lions a little bit more long term, Rams at least short term. But are you guys do you guys have any concerns that we're going to end up getting burned by? kind of letting the flame burn a little bit slow here. Do you think that we need to jump out and do something or no? no so the, the league year and free agency opens up March 17th. So we're still about two and a half weeks away, three weeks away from that occurring, but at least the rumblings and the rumors, there's really nothing coming out as to what we're going to do. So do you think we're going to get ourselves burnt here and Deb, I'll kind of kick it to you first. No, um, I generally, I would have already abandoned ship on coach, man. But so far, every time I've said something he shouldn't have done and he's done it anyways, it seemed to have worked out for him. I hate to say it, but I'm going to trust this guy until he gives me a reason not to trust him. That seems to be the opposite of what we normally do in Washington, but I'm going to trust this guy until he gives me a reason not to. So I think what the smart thing to do, once again, is to find you some weapons so that you can get a quarterback when he's here that he has the tools to be successful. Going out and spending 40, 50 million on Dak, which I would love, 
is probably not the right thing to do if we want to be successful more than this year. You know? It's crazy too because like every guy knows if you, if you listen to me, I call Ron Rivera Ronaldo Rivera, and I wanted to fire him all this other stuff. I think that I was just a jaded fan and just like literally battle scarred from previous coaches and ownership meddling and everything like that. But I do trust him moving forward. I think mm. that the slow roll is perhaps the right thing to do. Uh, you don't have to jump in head first into three feet of water. Um, put a toe in, put a foot in, and see what if there's any sharks, piranhas. How, how you know what's the temperature of the room um instead of the the knee-jerk impulsive reactions that we've seen in you know in seasons past so uh, I'm, I'm good with it from my angle but uh, andy how, how are you feeling about how we're kind of going forward with this quarterback uh situation uh, yeah i'm i'm with you guys i mean i'm kind of so i'd like something maybe to have happened by now if we were going to go and get someone then make it known that we're going to get someone but like we said before we started recording, the draft could surprise us all. Ron Rivera could spring a surprise in the draft. 19, we don't know who's going to fall to us at 19. We might end up trading up. If Ron, they've already got their their mindset on someone, there could be a case where we trade up and go and get them. You know, how far will we have to trade up? We might not have to trade up that far. We Throw away one of them trash-ass number two picks we don't use to do anything with. Yeah. We ain't you use know, number two you, pick ever, man. I, no. I don't think so. I think we might, we could end up trading up, I think, to maybe get get someone from the draft. But like, like to go back to Rod's point, I think we're so, as Washington Redskins fans, we're so like used to uh, no expectations anymore. We haven't got expectations in Washington because we haven't had a successful quarterback. I started supporting in 2000. I got a little bit very excited about Robert Griffin. Since then, I haven't really jumped out of my seat Heineke in the Tampa Bay game and that was one game when RG3 come in I was hyped for the whole season I thought we like you guys have said in your podcast I listened to your show you thought we had the franchise guy and it was unfortunately got the injury so I think like like Rod said in Washington we're so divulged of having any franchise it, we don't even look like getting a franchise quarterback so I think that's something that the organization really really do need to to look at because you're not going to succeed in the NFL unless you have that guy there for five, six, seven years, look at Seattle, look at the saints, look at now what uh, new England, when Tom was there, now he's at, who's, I, I'm not writing off Tampa next season. You've got Tom Brady under there for another season. You look at them teams, st- sustainability is what they have. And Washington need that and they need it badly. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I, I, I definitely agree with you. Your sustainability is just something that we've all been searching for probably since Snyder bought the team in 99. Um, it, you know, Jack Kent Cook, I think that we all hold him in high regards as a, an owner. Um, we got our, t- our titles with him. We were very successful as an organization. We start to die off towards the tail end of his ownership um, tenure before his passing. Um, but I think stability is something that we're definitely looking for. So, Steve, um, you know, hearing about the other teams, getting their quarterbacks, and at least being set, are you concerned that, you know, the slow roll is going to hurt us in the long run. Or are you, like everyone said earlier, kind of trusting Ron Rivera? Yeah, I, I trust Ron Rivera wholeheartedly because, listen, outside of a trade, you can't get anyone right now. There's no free agency. We can't get anyone off the Brissettes, the um, – uh, who else is a free agent? You, you know, you, you can't get the Brissettes. You can't get the Winstons. You can't you can't get those guys because a new league year hasn't started. Yeah. Mariota, you can't – you got to trade for Mariota. So I think the team is waiting to see who gets cut. On the on day one of the new 
new league year or up leading up to the draft because teams are going to cut quarterbacks. Mariota is probably one of them. And Ron Rivera hasn't given me a reason to not trust him. You know, we were a little bit salty about Dwayne getting benched, you know, being him being the future, but he's gone. So that that's out of the picture. I have no reason not to trust Ron Rivera. So they went after Stafford. We know that it was uh, our first round pick. And I, the rumors are saying it was Ionitis, which I'm not upset with because we have the, uh, a spare lineman to, to give up. So doing their due diligence, I wouldn't have mind Stafford. So Stafford's not out of the picture. So I, I'm not worried because if we come, come free agency, I, I am really interested to see what, what they do. And if they have a guy they want in the draft, go get them. I am hundred percent supportive. If you want to move up and Ron Rivera loves Justin Fields at, and he's sitting there at eight, go get him. If you, if you, if you see, you know, Kyle Trask in the second round and you like him, go get him. Like I, I'm fully trust Ron Rivera until he gives me reason not to. So I'm, I'm on board the, the uh, riverboat round train for sure. Feeling like they're going to try to trade up and get Trevor Lance. I wouldn't really be mad at that either. Trevor, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Oh, no, Trey Lance. Trey. I wouldn't be mad either. Yeah, I don't know. I'm on board with that. Yeah. We'll, we'll take a quick break for uh, here from our sponsor, Anchor, and we'll be right back after this break, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So, folks, uh, now we, we just looked at Charlie Castley's mock draft. If you haven't, you know, um, please check out NFL.com. But he has Justin Fields falling. And we just talked about Justin Fields in the, the previous segment. But he has him drop into 24 to the Steelers. So, if he rolls up on us at 19, now I, I asked this question to you guys, knowing that we went after Matt Stafford, we kind of sort of thought that Ron Rivera preferred mobile quarterbacks with the, the Heineke, the Kyle Allen, and somewhat, you know, Alex Smith, even though he's, he's mobile, but not as much as before with his broken leg. Do you think Justin Fields would be passed at 19 if we were to fall or a lap? And if, if so, would you guys take him, trade back, or pick someone else? And I'll start with you first, Steve. Well, a couple of things you got to put into context. First, Charlie Casserly has us getting Jeremiah Owusu-Koromara from Notre Dame at linebacker, which I wouldn't be mad at. We need him at a linebacker because that was our, I want to see our one big weakness on the field this year on defense. But two, you also got to remember that when they divided the duties between Marty Herney and Martin Mayhew, Martin Mayhew has the pro side. Marty Herney's going to have the college side. So, looking at Marty Herney's previous picks, I think he kind of likes that mold of Justin Fields. And obviously they said it's going to be a conglomerate and it's going to be a team decision, but I think they would take Justin Fields at 19. If, if he was there, I really think they do. And it, Justin Fields is not Dwayne Haskins. Let's be let's, let's get that out right away. Justin Fields is a leader. He's been a starter for two years. He is mobile. So he, Dwayne didn't have any of those characteristics. So that's why I think they would take Justin Fields and you can sit him by, and, and there's no rush to play him. There really isn't a rush to play him. So especially if you get Cam, doesn't matter. You got, you got Taylor, you know, I would put Taylor out there before you put Justin Fields out there, let him run the system. So yes, I would get Justin Fields at 19 if he fell. What if Taylor lights it up for a season though? And then this guy's never going to, if he does what he does against Tampa and this guy's like, oh, win, win. If Taylor's win, good win, enough to you know? keep Fields off the field, that's a win. That's yeah. not a bad thing. And, and you, you, got, you got Justin for four years with the fifth year option if you get him in the first round. Yeah. So right. it, it, there's no need to play him right away. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, agree. I, I think you got to. I think this, you can't, you're not going to lose anything by taking him. You know what I mean? I just, it's, 
He's, he's a mobile quarterback, which we, you're crying. In this league, I think you have to be, apart from the elite Tom Brady, who, you know, he doesn't go outside that pocket, but you need to be mobile in this league. Um, as good as our, as our, as our O-line kind of is, you need to, you know, probably need to upgrade that a little bit as well. You're going to need protection, but I'd be happy to, if he dropped to us at 19, I think, I think the team would take a would take a chance in him. I don't know. I'm not. Unfortunately, I don't watch as much college stuff as you guys do. Our content over here is shit. But um, I, from what I've seen, I, I, yeah, I would I would take a chance in him again. It's it's Washington and quarterbacks. You know, it's it's you haven't got nothing to lose. I don't think by taking him. Right, but Andy, real real no, quick, you, you definitely. But hold on. But hold Andy, on. I would ask you this though. We've noticed last year that the difference between the defense and the offense is like this our defense is up here and our offense is bad so at a minimum I think you at least need to spend that first pick on an offensive member whether it's a wide receiver or an offensive lineman like do you do you agree I I do I for me I'm about our O-line and wide receivers are given yeah you know Terry's getting double teamed nearly every single game you need I think that you might be able to get in a uh, free agency um what's his name from Carolina um they were mentioned Curtis Samuels. I'd like him to come in at Washington again. Another one that knows the system. Him and Terry would be very good together. Our O line worries me. Uh, you know, Sadiq Charles. We need a left tackle. Um, there's Luke talk. Did okay. Did okay. I'm still not convinced. I think that O line needs shoring up a lot. You know, like Steve said, our defense is up here. Our O-line is the thing that worries me. And I think that's why sometimes in Washington, the quarterbacks do get a bad rap because we have such a trash O-line protecting them. You look at all the good teams in the NFL and the, the, the O-line they've got. You th- Tom Brady, is, he can sit in that pocket for so You know, look at the Super Bowl. As bad as Kansas City. No, they didn't get near that's, Tom Brady. That's because Tampa Bay has six linemen out there. But, you know, if you look at all the elite NFL teams, though, they have that. You know, and they and they go after these guys hard in like drafts and free agencies. They, you know, they get their O line sorted because if you can't protect that quarterback, you could be anyone you like. You could have Taylor Heineke, Cam Newton. If you can't protect him against the pass rush, then you're screwed. You know, so a lot of Washington fans I see on social media are like, we need to shore up that O line before we even talk about any. Maybe that's why an elite quarterback doesn't want to come in. Perhaps. And it's funny, though, when you talk about offensive linemen. So I, I've seen Orlando Brown Jr. linked to the Redskins, Washington football team, a couple times. Um, he's sort of so he, he wants out in um, in Baltimore. He believes he's a left tackle. I believe they line him up at right tackle. Um, pro football focus for what it's worth. He's ranked 24th, but that puts him behind Morgan Moses at 18 and Cornelius Lucas at 22. So the problem. there's. It's a gamble, man. It, it, it's it's a gamble. And problem I have pro with football focus, I, I love them. It's not perfect. The What's problem up? I would have with drafting the lineman is this. You traded Williams away, who also is a free agent, by the way. Um, you traded him away and picked up Charles to play left tackle, which ended up playing guard. But Wes plays extremely well at left guard. So you now still have this rookie on a team that you want to develop and make him a starter eventually. But where is he going to be a starter at when the guy playing left guard is playing is playing pretty good football, playing starting left guard football? So you're saying you're going to make him a left tackle, but Lucas is out playing him there, and he's under contract butt-ass cheap for two more years. So you're saying you draft yeah. a guy in the first round at tackle, someone of those three, and you still have Jerome Christensen, which you probably could let go. But either or, you still got a gluttony of 
a, I don't know the right word, a smorgasbord, a gaggle of tackles out there that you that you have that are all 25 years old. So what do you what do you do with Charles if you draft a tackle in the first round? What do you do with him? Yeah. Did, did, when Charles hurt his kneecap, was he starting at left guard that game? Or was he started left guard tackle? and took one snap. And he took one snap at left guard and that was him right. done, wasn't it? My God. Right, so Come on, let's give him some credit. I think it was a third snap. But Ron, but Ron good, three but Ron, good snaps. But he was pulled. He pulled, and then he pulled. Got pulled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, and you know, Ron was like, he didn't. They asked Ron about that. I remember when he uh, got moved to guard. They said he's not really a guard. He was playing there out of necessity because I think uh, Sheriff right. was out and West was playing on the right side at that time, right guard because Sheriff was out. But I'm just saying, I don't know. What you would do with the guy that that pretty much would be admitting to you shouldn't have traded Trent Williams. I mean that, that's that's what it all comes down to. You shouldn't have traded Trent Williams because now you got a guy that you're not going to be able to use if you draft a guy in the first round. Which makes the argument probably why we shouldn't draw, draft Christian Darisol at 19. I don't think we should draft the tackle. Yeah, I, I I'm with you in the first round. I I wouldn't do it at all. Not a tackle. Not yeah. the center. No, I'm just kidding. I like Chase. No. Now, Andy, when when we first started this pod, you, we were kind of um, we didn't hit record yet, but you were talking about Silver Fox and the MFL. So I want to give you a chance to kind of plug what you're doing um, beyond the DC Tweet Team podcast, and um, you know, just let folks know uh, how Andy Burroughs is handling business worldwide these days. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I'm I'm the rep for SilverFX.co.uk. We're doing all the apparel for a lot of podcasts and fan groups. And we were approached by the, uh, the MFL, the, the minor football league out there in the States. They're a summer league um, for guys that didn't get a chance in the, in the NFL. They have teams, the Washington chiefs are the reigning champs, uh, eight time champs. Um, they approached us and asked us to do all their uh, apparel for them. So all their, team, their store, their store, the team store, the team's store. Um, so we're doing all their merchandise, their combines coming up soon. Um, we're doing all the combine t-shirts for that so um, yeah with the, all their merchandise is coming through us and I, I'll be honest with you I hadn't heard of them before before they approached us but now I'm looking into them they're, they're, they're really you know, um, Richard Miles the guy there he needs to be heavily involved in the New England Patriots um, they've got Fred Smoot on board uh, they're, they're you know they are a good place for summer summer football they've kindly invited us out to come and watch the first game in Rochester New York so all being well and COVID well, I'm allowed to get on a plane on June the 4th. I'll be there watching the um, Washington Chiefs versus the um, Rochester Chargers, um, cheering on my Chiefs as I've adopted them. Um, but yeah, it's all going, it's, it, my, my life's a little bit crazy now. It's, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a, bit, it's a bit crazy for me nowadays with Silver FX and, and the podcast and dare I say it, these globes that were nominated last week that i bring up the dreaded word but yeah so it's it's all a bit crazy but yeah i'm loving my time with silver FX. we're proud of you bro i don't by the yeah. way i don't even know who won that i, I don't pay burgundy to. zone won it but it was there was 50 votes cool, between man. whoever was first and whoever was well, burgundy zone was first and whoever we don't know who was second but no. there was uh there was 50 congratulations votes. to burgundy zone long as long as it didn't burgundy blog we don't like those guys <laughs> <laughs> that's right Bitches, no, it's funny because I, I talked to Steve. I was going to actually um, mention the Burgundy in uh, Gold Globes, but you've been such a diplomat. So I didn't, I didn't want to like ruffle feathers or anything like no, that. Go for it. I kind of, kind of a question for you. Did, did the 
did the, the team reach out to you and let you know like how everything's going with the voting or anything or was it just literally like a blind draw yeah i didn't know nothing so basically we got um they announced the globes um on their twitter and facebook and all on their thing so we, we were just looking at it and i was just scrolling through and it said best fan pod so at that time you could have voted for anyone redskins addicts dc tweet team burgundy zone htwr anything like that you could have voted for it and then obviously i didn't know i thought that was it i thought once you've done your little vote then they were going to announce the win i didn't think it was going to be a big thing live julie donaldson i didn't know any of that and then i got a text off a friend saying you've made the final four i was like final four what he went the the globes he said the dc tweet team would be nominated in the final four to win an award i was like you're kidding me so i went on twitter and there the dc tweet team was with HTBR, big douglas and the burgundy zone so I know it's caused a shitstorm on Twitter. There's been so many arguments. I can't, I can't tell you. I'll screenshot you maybe when we're not recording some of the stuff that I was getting on Twitter. It was just Twitter being Twitter. I know Steve chimed in on some of it. And I didn't ask to be nominated. I didn't yeah. ask to... I don't ask for this, you know, the praise. I just... I like to think that I work hard at what I do and being so far away. Talk to us in, Andy. Yeah, I just... <laughs> yeah, I just enjoy... I just enjoy talking... Washington football I love doing things like this so for the team have got a lot of backlash over it a lot of backlash over it and I know stuff's been going around social media yesterday and today and it's all right saying you try and ignore it but when some of it's aimed at people that you know and that you care about it's a it's a bit difficult so it did it did cause a shitstorm I'm I don't think the team will do it again I personally just I hope they do I hope they do I hope, I hope they do, because then I get to go up against then I get to go up against your sorry ass and kick that. But you know. uh, <laughs> but that's honestly like it's it, it's fun. Like it's unfortunate. That yeah. It became like a, a, a monkey shit. Yeah. You know, throwing shit on Twitter. Yeah. You know, kind of tirade. Hey, congrats to the Burgundy Zone. We were on the quad pod with you. I yep. think whoever runs the Burgundy Zone, me and that person got into a war of words and we unfollowed each other and all this other stuff twitter's a toxic place rod i've been i've argued with you more times than i've had hot dinners yeah. but we're still friends we yeah. have a difference of opinion on many things but at the end of the day we'll still sit down have a beer chew the fat twitter's a very it's a very toxic place where you know people are all big and tough behind keyboards and and, just, and iphones i don't like when people tell me that like suck on another man's penis <laughs> that's what turns me out like that's literally what what kind of upset me um but you know, I've moved beyond that. I'm not worried about it. There is congratulations to be passed along to the Burgundy Zone. Uh, yeah, they do a great job. Hey, man. Like, yeah, it's shout a out podcast, to those guys, man. It's a yeah, podcast. they work hard. I mean, all the, you, the thing I've tried to explain to people is about doing a podcast. You don't just hit record. Right. You know, um, I prep for my my shows and, you know, it takes me a long time to uh, format it, a contact get. I try and plan like two weeks in advance. You know, you, you you have to reach out to these people, you know, uh, Kelvin Harmon was recently on Fred Smoot, you know, you're trying to get these guests yeah. in, and you know, you guys know as well, we don't get paid for any of this. We do it in our own time. You know, I'm putting out three shows on a Monday, Wednesday and a Friday and a bonus podcast at the weekend, just yeah. because I like talking Washington football and I like putting content out there. Now the yes, has that led to me doing other stuff like the MFL, like silver effects. I'm doing some stuff with the actual NFL over here in the UK soon as well, which I can't talk about yet, but I'm doing stuff with the actual National Football League. So it's led to me doing other things. Yeah, I'm not going to deny it. Who doesn't want to do this as a job? Who doesn't want to talk football and get paid for it? 
but I'm you're not getting paid for it. I'm not getting paid for it. So t- for Twitter to shit all over them awards was bad because the Washington football team for so many years have got a bad rap for doing, you know, the, the culture's this. They don't do this for the fans. They don't listen to the fans. Well, now they have listened to the fans and they're trying to get them involved and engage them and they still get shit on. So they can't, they can't do wrong for doing right. Yeah, shout out to Astasia Will. You God, turning that, turning, turning turn, turn that, turning that social media department up. around. Shout out to my girl. She's not with. She's uh, moving on to bigger, better things in Baton Rouge. But like you said, Andy, shout out to Burgundy Zone. Shout out to you know the Big Douglas Show. Shout out to HTT. We are, and shout out to the DC Tweeting for making a Final Four. And you know what? You're right. We do this for fun, you know. And, and my man of, of my words, Murphy Lee. You know, listen up. Check it out. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I remember Andy earlier said that he was uh, we drinking Jaeger and out dancing everybody. What was you dancing to, man? What do they dance uh, to? We're, anything. As soon as, soon as I've had a few Jaeger bombs, Dev, you'll see if you come out with us when I hit DZ. As soon as that I, like, I like Jaeger. I do drink Jaeger and Fireball. Yeah. That's the only two things I drink. Yeah, you won't get me off the dance floor, my friend. I will literally be on there all night. Just keep putting a Jaeger bomb in my hand. A little moonshine. You have moonshine? Yeah, you got and, moonshine over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once my hips go, I can't control them. They just go. So, Andy, I'm, I'm looking at mflishere.com, the minor football mm-hmm. league, and there's a tab for league dancers. If I click on that, I'm not going to see you dancing, am I? No, maybe if you click on it in about six months, you might. But, um, <laughs> I'm sure you have yeah. clothes on, bro. Yeah, you know, once once drink starts happening, that's a whole another, you know, you boys are in for a good time when us English, there's about 10 of us coming over in September. You're in for a good time when, we, when, our, when our feet touch down. So you're in Vegas. We're hitting D. We're going to do DC for the first uh, weekend of the season, first home game. We're going to do um, whatever, whenever the schedule's out, and all being well with COVID, more your side than ours. We should all be vaccinated by then. If they let us travel into DC, then there's ten of us in a WhatsApp group at the minute that we're planning on all coming, flying in on I think Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, go home Monday. Yeah, now we're we're within the, the addicts, at least the admin group, whatever, and it's open to anyone. Um, we're planning for that Raiders game in, in Vegas. Um, so if if the Army lets me travel, you know, and, and I'm able to make that game and, you know, everyone within stateside can, can travel as well and not necessarily be placed under restriction, that's where we want mm-hmm. to meet up. Um, yeah. I think that'd be fun. But, hey, if, if the schedule allows and if, if, if Vegas doesn't look like it'll be a possibility, but D.C. is open on my travel weekend and, and I can travel, I'd love to meet you out there, man, for sure. It's, um, it was a pleasure meeting you, you know, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, like, We've been rocking uh, on the Redskins Addicts on Facebook for a long time, you know, probably about five or six years now. Yeah. And um, just watching your growth internally, you know, watching our growth has been very fun. Um, like you said, it's been it's unfortunate the way the the Golden Burgundy Golden Globes have kind of the fallout has been. But keep rocking, man. Keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate um, it. I think that, you know, your 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 insight, your perspective um is is very much needed and appreciate it everyone sees the game from a different lens you know i listen to your pods um quite often uh three is a, is a lot for a week at times i won't i won't lie and say i listen to every pod you don't have to yet i don't I, listen to them all back I, you know once they're done <laughs> i just uh, it, put it out there yeah it's it, it's fun it's fun though so it's it's fun to go back though and listen because there's especially okay so Pod 54, folks, when you listen to this, Pod 55, if you haven't listened to the Barbershop Special Edition one, that's one with no agenda. We kind of just get <laughs> together. We were blitzed. It was fun listening to that and editing everything for, you know, publication. A There's a lot of things I missed. There's a lot of things that I missed, but I enjoy that. And um, and I if if you're open, when, they, when we do it again, Andy, 
um, I would very much love to have you on the unscripted um, barbershop episodes because that was probably the most fun we've had uh, doing the podcast. Uh, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, no problem. You guys are you guys are killing it. You started not long after me, and obviously, you know, we're two weeks away from show one hundred. So I know you, I remember you reaching out to me, Rod, going, "How oh, how did you start it?" We're interesting. I remember you done. I used to love your Facebooks, like you guys in your cars on a Sunday after a game. It used to be what I lived for. Not mine. <laughs> I used to live for them, you know. And nine times out of ten, it was we weren't happy because we were trash. And you, yeah, yeah, you know, you got you guys going backwards and forwards on back in the days of the the, the only Redskins addicts, not that other trash group that's been created. The only Redskins addicts that I know. But um, yeah, you guys are you guys are absolutely killing it. And I know there was some not bad blood about these glows. They, they couldn't recognize every single podcast because out of all the league, I, I mean, I, I'm quite affiliated with a lot of the podcasts um, now through doing the merchandise. I think the Redskins must have near the most podcasts for a football team you think how many is out there gotta be it's all the time literally within the Redskins addicts you know i just i ask people when you come in the group just interact before dropping like your link because we want to know who you are Mm -hmm. um we want to be able to vouch for you and say okay yeah this person this gal this dude this 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 group of people are good yeah go listen to them um but it's it's incredible how many folks really come in and some even addicts members um you know have, have started their own podcast group uh, so it's it's been fun, man. I I hope beyond COVID it continues. Um, but you know we'll we'll see kind of when the dust settles who still wants to make pods. But it's it's been a blast, man. We we don't do it for awards, anyways. To be honest, no, we never when we, we first started doing podcasts. No, I've always awards. said if one person listened to, I mean, yeah. if one person listened, I would talk Washington football. I'm lucky that I think you know we're getting average of about a thousand listeners per episode now. It, you know, it just happens that it's, it takes time to do these things. You're not just going to get, you know, all these listeners like that. If one person said to me, oh, I listened to your podcast today, I'd be like, brilliant. I'm, you know, that's why I do this. Is I just enjoy talking about football. And I, I've said this many times. I learn so much. I'm not an X's and O's guy over here. So I listen to like the Burgundies. I listen to the Redskins addicts. Because when you guys, especially when you're talking about drafts and college players, our content over here is useless for that. We have like one channel. So when I'm learning about college, when the draft comes along, the first round, yeah, I'm quite clued up. Once you get to the later rounds, I, I'm I'm not. As, I have to listen to you guys, and I have to trust what you're what you're saying. And I, you know, when I've heard in your podcast, you mentioned certain players, I'll jump on YouTube and be like, oh, all right, okay, let me look at this player. So, from what you, I'm I'm really appreciative of what you guys do because I learn so much. And I, if I've heard something on the Redskins Alex podcast, I'm like, right, I need to remember this name. Let's mention this on my pod, you know. So, <laughs> people like me in the UK, it helps me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, oh, just like my background says, no distractions, no doubts, no name but team. And that's how it is in the podcast <laughs> game. If you wanna, if you we, all, adopt, we all in this together, baby. That's it. Yeah. Adopt the college team, man. Louisville is looking for new fans. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Virginia Fear Tech, the Virginia Fear Tech, the and the Maryland Terps. Fear the turtle, mate. Nah, man. You want to be with. a Louisville Cardinal? They, they don't have no the, rings in any sports over there, man. Fear the turtle. Who like them for Seminoles. It's the closest to this thing. Hey, we I have, like Seminoles too. Growing we up, have two as little. One bro. of my college friends coached them. Very oh, true. Story. Very true. So we, we always close out one of the pods with a uh, with some shout outs. So is there anyone specific, Andy? I'll kick it to you. Is there anyone you want to shout out and show some love to as we close pod fifty five? Um, just to anyone really that's listened to the DC Tweet Team podcast, you guys for inviting me on. You've always been very, very supportive of the um the dc tweet team what's their point in that the, the, the dc um, look, look oh, at my the special. 
I like. I yeah. hope I was the first one to buy one of these. You were stateside. I, so. I need yeah. to get one, man. I'm gonna yeah, go there. Just yeah, just get on there, Dev. Order one. I get a little bit of commission every time you order. So thanks, brother. Um, <laughs> yeah, just everyone that's listened. I mean, I'm so grateful from where I for what I'm doing now. I'm, I get to come on and do things like this, and you know, I get to do things I never thought I'd do. This time last year, I hadn't even started a podcast. So I'm just thankful for you guys. Thankful for anyone that even listens to the DC Tweet Team um, podcast. And like Steve said, we're all in this together. So, you know, when I see these things on Twitter and going backwards and forwards, I just think, I just support each other. You know, I'll always share your podcast. I've just invited about 15 people to your Facebook group that I know from my UK side and my pod. So hopefully we can interact so yeah just just I, thanks to everyone man hey, we got we got shopmaster coming on next week man you know shopmaster does the twitch yeah i can't can't wait to do that that's gonna be fun so yeah shopmaster is a, a huge madden gamer on twitch um not the guy that does it with his chest yeah. with all the thunder behind him and shouts and stuff is that, that no, 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 i saw no. him on washington tv <laughs> no i don't think rod that. i'm a lot better at madden now rod me and you need to hook it up <laughs> you don't want none of this smoke yeah, well, I, I've heard oh, this a lot. This I smoked a few people this week. What? Andy yeah. was in the original Redskins Addicts Madden, and I was terrible. We did a Madden tournament, man, where everybody I, just takes yeah. Washington. I get closer I to quit. the like, Andy quit. I was terrible. Hey, Rod, you quit too <laughs> later down the road because what? you got mad. We, remember, we did a fantasy draft. So hey, mute his mic. <laughs> players, <laughs> and and I had Peyton no, Manning, not, and I I got hurt. I can't play. Hurt. I can't play Deb. I saw what Parker. Parker pulled his pants pants down Ooh, and gave him an ass with it. Even the garbage fan, even the garbage can gets a statement. Hey, sh- shout out to Parker and the Washington Brawl podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shout out to Parker, bent, man. He still bent, talks shit about that too. You bent Deb over and and gave him. Ah, nice uh, he bent he him over ass. like a cheap hooker and just done him. The game dropped. I was coming back. Oh, so okay. I'm, I'm gonna give my shout out. So Andy, before the pod started, you you know you you tweeted your your Fosters, your Washington '85 years uh, cup. And uh, I want to give a shout to Planning the Attic, who said cheers, and he's holding up a very frosty beverage. A lot of the UK guys are on that now. Yeah, yeah. Then Ian Bacon, you know, Washington, UK, too. Um, also drinking something frosty as well in this glass. It looks like some some sort of bourbon. So shout to those He lives guys. on the next street to me. Funny story. What? Before I even before I even knew him, he was like, oh, Andy, you're a, you're a Washington fan. Where do you live? Oh, I'm in Le- where I live is Leighton Buzzard. And he's like, I live in Leighton Buzzard. I'm like, where? He told me the road. I kid you not, where I'm sitting now, if I look out my window, crink my neck, I can see his house. He walked over the field. I walked over. I was like, hi, I'm Andy Burroughs. He went, hi, I'm Ian Bacon. And it's pretty much how Oh, shit. That's awesome. Yeah, lives mean, in the next you mean, street You mean me. the pitch? The pitch? The pitch, yeah. The field. The, uh, Andy, next do you, to... have you seen Ted Lasso? No. Oh, if you have HBO Max, you have to watch I Ted have Lasso. I have got it. Okay, I'll go Ted on. Ted Lasso, it's it's a series on HBO Max. Or sorry, Apple TV Plus, excuse me. Oh, he manages a football team over here. He is, yes. The show is, it's it's um, Nick Sudeikis from, mm-hmm. you know, from the United States. They bring him from college football over to coach a premier league football team, the okay. Richmond Cr- something. Football yeah, I think it's a made-up name. They, they, yes, they it, it, is, it, it is. Palace's we are in season seven. It is a great series. You have okay. to watch it. Okay, I'll add now, it to the to list after One Division. Yeah, One Division too. But you need to watch I Care a lot. That's a good movie. Okay, oh, this this is my evening sorted. Thanks. But One Division is tough. Did you watch episode eight? I haven't. No, I haven't. I haven't even started episode one yet. I'm waiting for them. I'm one of these guys. I have to wait for them all to be on there. I'm rewatching. I'm rewatching twenty four at the moment. So with Jack Bauer, you know, I'm rewatching twenty four. So yeah, One Division. I'm probably gonna hit it up tonight. I'm gonna start it tonight. It's good for. It, 
takes about three episodes to get rolling, but it's ridiculous. everyone said that, yeah. But I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah, my, my daughter wants to watch that, so I definitely have to jump on that with uh with her for sure. So any any parting shout outs for you, Steve, before we play the Hail to Redskins song? You- shout out to Phil, shout out to Ellie who couldn't be here. And Andy, thank you for joining us, man. You know, we love you. You've been here since day one. You've been a day one guy. So <laughs> Um, just we're just proud of what you're doing and proud of what everyone else is doing out there. But yeah, thanks for coming on, brother. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, and any, you know, anytime you, I'm privileged to come and like I said, I've been, you know, fortunate to follow Redskins, the only Redskins addict since day one. So um, I always I listen to you guys. You used to be my uh, midweek pod. So when I was out in my in my lorry delivering my beer around London. Uh, I always put you on in the uh, on the in the lorry listening to you guys. So um, I, got I don't my, know what a lorry is. A truck. I drive a twenty six ton truck. Oof. Damn. Damn. Yeah. I drive a one hundred pound Corvette. You know. It's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we listen to the addicts on there, and my, my the guy I work with, he he was getting to it. So you got, yeah, I really appreciate you guys inviting me on. You're absolutely killing it and redskins addicts if if i ever feel down or low i just go on there and it's like let's see what fucking trouble we can cause today because you know if you want to <laughs> there's always some kind of fight going on in there or someone talking about because you just mentioned rg3 and quarterbacks and that's it people are yeah and, and 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 what you know and and being over in the uk we we appreciate you guys are what is it five hours ahead of us yeah on the east hours. coast time mm-hmm. and you know when we interviewed mark bullock we had to do with the same thing so i you know a couple of us had to take off work on a, on a midweek to interview him, but that's the type of stuff we do because we love this stuff. You know, I took off a day of work to interview Mark Bullock for he's a, good a podcast. Guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's we, a good we guy. love Mark. Yeah, we love Mark over here. And and you know, shout out to Mark Bullock. Subscribe to his uh, Substack if you haven't already done so. Um, yeah, I'm interested we- to see what you guys do in a year when they get the new name. What, is it going to be whatever addicts, or are you going to keep it as Redskins addicts, or is that that's a, a, that's a that- that's a wonderful I, conversation. We, we I would we, like we to say no we are we are going through a strategic process and we're looking <laughs> at what you know potential new names and we're gonna do it right and we're gonna rebrand the right way. We're gonna be called the uh the Washington Fast Blacks. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be me, Rod, and LE, and that's it. I'm, I'm slow, man. I ain't I'm fast slow. anymore. I'm too old. My back hurts. My back hurts. Just think about running fast. Yeah, I ain't got time me for too. that. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, we've got another year, I suppose, and then that's it. Name change. That's it. That's it. We're all looking forward to it. But since we're still, a, well, since we're still Redskins acts, we're not the Redskins as a team. I'll close this pod out with our famous fight song while we still can play it still. Uh, Andy, once again, thanks for joining us on the Redskins Addicts Pod 55. And we'll end this with a hail to the Redskins. So, uh, hail. There, man. Shout out to Blockbuster. Shout out to Blockbuster Video. Shout out to DC Tweety. Hail to the Redskins. Come on, sing it. Hail to the Redskins. Come on, sing Oh, Dev. <laughs> I do, man. But I'm high. I'm <laughs> my favorite part. Right, right, fight. It's a beautiful song. Fight, fight. Check this out. 
Nintendo. Nintendo. So here, so what are they gonna do? 